Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Direct Snap. As always, I am your host, Drew Allen, and we got some breaking NFL news today that we're going to get into and cover. Uh, it was a wild day in the NFL. The NFL manages to stay relevant year-round, which I really appreciate because a lot of other major sports aren't able to do that. You know, you get to the NFL season, regular season goes on, then the trade deadline's in the middle of the regular season. The playoffs start, the Super Bowl's in February, free agency's in March, the draft's in late April, early May, then the schedules come out in May. They just do such a good job of staying relevant all year round, and I really appreciate it. And the new league, new league year's about to start, I think, next Tuesday, I, I believe. And free agency starts, I believe, next Thursday. But we had some breaking news uh, today, and we're going to get into that. And then I found an article for Pro Football Focus about free agency. And I haven't looked at it, so we're going to go through. They were ranking their top 50 free agents and a prediction on where they're going to land. Um, so I'm going to react to that live. and But we're only going to do the top 20. And then uh, on next week's episode, I'm going to go through because, you know, we're going to have some guys who end up on the franchise tag. A couple of those guys have already been announced, obviously, as the franchise tag deadline passed today. Um, and some more guys will sign with their current teams, I imagine, between now and next Thursdays. But next week... I'm going to go through and I'm going to make my own predictions on the top free agents and where they end up. But I'm going to react to Pro Football Focus's live on the, or their article live on this episode of the show. So anyways, let's get to the news first. Aaron Rodgers, it was announced today at about probably around 1130 as I sit here on a Tuesday night recording this. It was announced about 1130 this morning that Aaron Rodgers agreed to stay in Green Bay on a four-year, $200 million contract extension. Uh, I believe this was the best fit for him. By the way, 153 million of that is gar- fully guaranteed, so that you know limits, uh, brings down his cap hit, and lets them have some a little bit more uh, flexibility to spend on free agents and stuff like that. But I do believe this was the best fit for him. Um, I do find it funny that he is now the highest-paid player in NFL history after saying last week that reports of him wanting to be the highest-paid player in NFL history were categorically false. I just think that's kind of funny because Aaron Rodgers has a tendency to to stretch the truth but I I guess we all do in in some ways um like I said I think this is the best fit for him stay in there you know the NFC is really taking a beating as we'll get to in a minute with our second and what ended up being the biggest news of the day you know that that's a bad division they run that division uh but he has to win another ring otherwise this deal is not remotely worth it to me like I said the NFC is wide open He's got to get there. He hadn't been over. He hadn't got the Packers to a Super Bowl in over a decade. It was the 2010 season that they went on that run and, and won the whole thing and playing Pittsburgh in that Super Bowl. So he's got to get to another Super Bowl and, and win them one to make this deal worth it. If if he hangs it up in you know three or four years and it's you know the Packers have had him and Brett Favre, I believe that'll be for like 34 years or something like that. That's something crazy and only won two Super Bowls. That's that's disappointing. I've only been to th- have been to three so far. That that's disappointing. So, Aaron Rodgers becomes the highest paid player in NFL history after holding the Packers hostage for over the over the last year. Uh, but what ended up being the biggest news story of the day is the Seattle Seahawks agreed to trade Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, a team that was reportedly interested in Aaron Rodgers, and this broke about. Two hours 
after the Aaron Rodgers news, and it just swallowed that hole. So the haul for Russell Wilson, uh, the package included Drew Locke, who isn't going to cut it. He's not what he was scouted to be coming out of college. I don't think he's going to cut it there. They're obviously going to look to upgrade that quarterback position, potentially with a guy like Carson Wentz or someone like that, maybe a bridge guy like a Jameis Winston or something like that, but they're going to try to go in the next year or two and get a big name um, in the draft, I, I would imagine. You know, they got the capital to move up for sure. I don't think they should do it this year with it being a week of quarterback class. They do hold the number nine pick that Denver held now. Um, but Drew Locke, Shelby Miller, who's a really good defensive lineman, Noah Fant, who's a really athletic tight end, not uh, more of the pass-catching tight end, not a, not much of a blocker. He's not, you know, a well-rounded tight end like his team college teammate uh, TJ Hawkinson, who plays for the Detroit Lions is. But solid player nonetheless, big body guy, can go up on those jump balls. Uh, they also received two first-round picks and two second-round picks. Um, so, I mean, Denver won this trade every day and twice on Sunday. If you listen to last week's episode, you know I'm a lot higher on Russell Wilson than many people are. I'm a big big believer in that guy. And he goes to a team that's loaded in Denver. They just had a black hole at quarterback. And now they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the game, in my opinion. And that division, man, the AFC West is loaded at quarterback. You have Justin Herbert with the L.A. Chargers. You have Patrick Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs. You had Derek Carr with the Las Vegas Raiders with a better offensive coach now in Josh McDaniels. And now you add Nathaniel Hackett, who was the offensive coordinator at Green Bay, becomes a head coach in Denver. And you add Russell Wilson, who, in my opinion, is a top three quarterback in the game, to a very good roster with a loaded defense, a really talented defense, you know, weapons all over the offensive side with Cortland, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, Tim Patrick, Javante Williams, Albert O. I'm not going to even attempt to say his last name. will step up and be the starting tight end there going, going next year. Um, so, I mean, Denver won this trade for me. And the AFC is really loaded at quarterback, and the NFC is really not. You know, with Russell leaving the NFC, that really leaves Rodgers, Stafford, Kyler Murray is arguably the third best quarterback in the in the NFC now, and I mean the the guy hadn't won a playoff game, uh, so the NFC is struggling to find quarterbacks. You know they they need to to hit it out of the park. You know they need guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields to take that next step to uh, attempt to catch up with the AFC and how loaded it is at quarterback. So anyway, uh, and right before I started recording, Bobby Wagner, uh, the All Pro linebacker for Seattle. Uh, they are going to release him. He's been an all-pro in eight of the last ten seasons. Fantastic football player. They're releasing him. So it's a full rebuild in Seattle. They're going to build that thing from the ground up. I imagine Pete Carroll's not long for there. He's 70 years old. A full rebuild. I just I don't see him being, being around too much longer. They're going to move on from him, I imagine, after next season. Or I could see him retiring. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe they mutually agree to part ways. Or something like that, but just you don't want an, an older coach for for a rebuild. So that was pretty much the news for today. Um, we had some franchise tag news as well, but I'll get into that in some of the free agents we're going to go through as I react to this Pro Football Focus's predictions live. Um, so without any further ado, let's jump into that. So I'm, as I'm scrolling, this is the top 20 free agents and their predictions on where they're going to land and a contract on some of them. Uh, if they've been franchise tagged, I'm just going to say they've been franchise tagged. I'm not going to read the contract prediction because that's kind of silly. But anyways, number one, 
Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers, wide receiver, Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. Uh, he received the franchise tag today, so I'm not going to read their contract prediction. Obviously, they can still work out a deal, but barring that, he will stay in Green Bay, and he will play on the franchise tag in 2022. Uh, Devontae Adams, you know, is a great fit for him, obviously, as we've seen over the last, you know, four or five years. One of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in football with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the guy's a freak. He's always open. Aaron Rodgers is always looking for him. Um, he's able to beat double coverage a lot. Uh, they, they get him open in a lot of good ways up there. Matt LaFleur does a really good job of that. Um, so just reading through this on is they got a little breakdown of each guy. So I'm going to read through a little bit of that. Uh, it says Adams has an easy case to be the best receiver in all of football since 2019. Uh, he has sported the 94.1 pro football focus receiving grade. Uh, first among all eligible wide receivers. His combination with Aaron Rodgers has helped the Packers to three straight playoff appearances and NFC North Division titles. Moving along here, he also ranks first in yards per route at 2.74, first downs caught with 210, and target rate per receiving snap at 30.2%. So each time he runs a route, he's being targeted 30% of the time. I mean, that's that's a lion's share of the offense right there in Green Bay. They obviously like to throw the football, and, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you should. Uh, he's a good player. Um, Green Bay makes the most sense. He was going to go play wherever Aaron Rodgers played, barring Aaron announcing he was going to retire. So that makes a lot of sense. He's, a like I said, really good player. Arguably the best receiver in football. I'd probably give that to Cooper Cup as of right now after the season he had, but, I mean, Devontae Adams definitely has a case to be the best receiver in football. So, obviously, would like that fit. And like I said, next week, guys, I'm going to give my predictions on probably the 25 to 30 guys, best free agents. I'm going to wait and see if any of these guys sign. But I really like that fit, obviously. So, moving right along here, we have number two is offensive tackle Taron Armstead of the New Orleans Saints. They Their prediction, Pro Football Focus's prediction, is going to the Miami Dolphins for three years, $60 million dollars. With 43, almost 44 million dollars of that guaranteed, um, I really like that fit. Taron Armstead, uh, protector of Drew Brees for the, last, for the last number of years, really good offensive tackle, heck of a football player, and uh, I like the fit in Miami. They got to protect Tua. Um, he's brittle as it is. You got to protect that guy. You got to protect your investment. Obviously, it's been rumored that they've been looking to upgrade that offensive line and even quarterback. Uh, they got Mike McDaniel's now as the off or the head coach, former offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I really like that fit. He's going to try to get that zone running game going. So a guy like Taron Armstead would really help out the running game and protecting Tua. So, like I said, really like that fit. Uh, he's one of the best tackles in football, and I think that would be a really nice piece for the Dolphins if you can get one of the best tackles in all of football. Number three, Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, wide receiver. Uh, arguably, you know, up until he got hurt this year, the favorite target of Tom Brady. Uh, they have him going back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He did, They the, the Buccaneers extended the franchise tag to him, so he will be playing for Tampa next season. Really good player. I thought if he doesn't get hurt, he would have been the leading receiver for Tampa this year. He was on pace to have a – he's a great player, but he was on pace to have his best season to date, in my opinion. 
caught a lot of balls. Really the guy who likes going over the middle, making those tough, contested catches across the middle. And he's really good run after catch. Guy gets open. He's not the jump ball guy that, say, uh, Mike, oh man, I just drew a blank. Mike Evans is on the other side, but a really good player. Um, that injury came in a bad time, you know, him going to, into free agency, but he will be playing in Tampa next season. I really like that fit, obviously, as anybody should, but it's going to be interesting who the quarterback is there next year. And whoever it is will have Chris Godwin to throw to, which is always a plus. Moving right along here, we got Von Miller of the Los Angeles Rams. Got traded halfway through the season at the trade deadline from the Denver Broncos to the Los Angeles Rams. They have him going back to the Rams uh, for two years and forty-three mil- or th- $34 million. Excuse me. A little di- my dyslexia acted up there. But two years, $34 million. I really like that fit as well. Obviously, it won him a Super Bowl. Helped him win a Super Bowl at least. Um, and I really like that fit because Von Miller is still really good, but he's not you know, in his prime anymore. But having that defensive line with Aaron Donald, uh, you know, Leonard Floyd on the other side, uh, I can't remember the, def- the other defensive tackle's name, but he's he's a really good player as well. And them having to sh- slide protection to Aaron Donald really frees up Von Miller and gets him more one-on-one looks against tackles and really allows him to go get the quarterback and, and be the disruptive force, or more of a disruptive force than he was in Denver when they slid the protection more towards his side of the field. So I really like that fit. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great fit. He really uh, came on in the postseason, too. Really played well down the stretch in the Super Bowl. The divisional game against Tampa. Really played well in the playoffs. So that uh, obviously that fit makes a lot of sense. Moving on to number five here, we have Chandler Jones of the Arizona Cardinals, edge rusher. They have him going to the Denver Broncos for two years and $33.5 million. Really like that. Uh, really like that fit. He's still a premier pass rusher at this point in his career. Uh, I would say he's not as good as in run support as he was at one point, but he's still a really good pin your ears back and go get the quarterback. And I really like that. Kind of steps in there in Denver if this happens. I, I like the fit because he steps in there and replaces Von Miller coming off the edge. Like, hey man, just go get Patrick Mahomes, go get Justin Herbert, go get Derek Carr in that division. Uh, one of the best edge rushers in the game the last you know six or seven years. Uh, fantastic player, um, and Denver could really use that that guy on the edge. They have a really good defense, but if they add another premier pass rusher, you can never have too many of those to go get the quarterbacks right. So I really like that fit. Uh, number four, we have J.C. Jackson, the quarterback out of New England. They have him returning to New England on a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. Frankly, I don't see this one happening. New England doesn't pay guys like that. They spent all that money last offseason. He's a really good player. He's their best corner. Um, I just don't see it happening. I, I, I know Belichick likes to, if he's going to pay anybody, pay his corners. Because if you have one guy who can shut down one side of the field, that obviously helps. But I just I don't see him paying him. I could see him going somewhere, somewhere different for sure. Um, he's... You know, elite corners are hard to come by in the NFL. They are. Um, and they're a dime a dozen. Um, but I just don't see it happening. Um, obviously, I could be wrong, and they could, you know, spend the money they're not paying their quarterback right now, and they probably shouldn't when that time comes. I'm not, obviously, if you listen to last week's episode, a big believer in Mac Jones. But, you know, I could be wrong, and they could pay him, you know. 
Obviously, you never know in the National Football League, but I just don't see that one happen. Number seven here, they have Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers. They have him returning to the Los Angeles Chargers for four years and sixty-eight for four years and sixty-eight million dollars. Um, he is returning. That was announced today. He signed a three-year, sixty million dollar contract extension with the Los Angeles Chargers to stay there. Love that fit. Uh, Justin Herbert. You know, I really think Mike Williams came on once Justin Herbert took over as the starter last year. Or not this past season, season before. Um, he really took a lot of steps forward. I really think Justin Herbert likes throwing to him. That's a connection they really like. Obviously, they have Keenan Allen on the other side. And uh, Austin Eckler out of the backfield. So they have some, some nice pass catchers there. But I, uh, Mike Williams, big guy, can go up and win those jump balls. Really like that fit as well. So he is staying in Los Angeles, that is for sure. Uh, moving on, safety Marcus Williams of the New Orleans Saints. They have him returning to the New Orleans Saints for four years and $64.5 million. I'll be honest, the Saints are in salary cap hell, and they got to do something to get back under the cap. And, you know, I, I just don't see this one happening either. Kind of similar to the J.C. Jackson I just don't see this happening. This is more for cap reasons than they, they want him back. They obviously want him back. He's a he's a heck of a player back there playing center field, makes plays all over the field for that defense. I just I – someone's going to come along and pay him a lot of money and I think offer him more money than the Saints are willing to offer. So I just – I don't see this one happening either. Um, I think he'll be – he won't be playing in uh, black and gold come the start of the 2022 football season. I just – I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, as we move along here, Orlando Brown, offensive tackle of the Kansas City Chiefs, he did get the franchise tag extended to him. So I'm not going to read their deal here. Um, obviously, you know, you need a, a premier left tackle to come and protect your quarterback, and he's one of them. You know, he's probably one of the top five or six left tackles in football. And, you know, he played like it this year. He's going to be on the franchise tag. They'll, they're definitely still going to try to work on a contract extension going forward, but this makes a whole lot of sense. You know, protect your investment, Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, you know, that division got tougher today with the addition of uh, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. But really do think this fit makes all the sense in the world. They just traded for him last offseason. He played well this season. They're just, they're bringing him back. Makes all the sense in the world. Number 10 here, wide receiver Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. They have him going to the Miami Dolphins for three years and $48 million. And I really think this makes a lot of sense as well. He's probably the most underrated pass catcher in football. Um, played in a for a team that didn't have a great quarterback who could get him the ball consistently. The last few years in Chicago, you know, you look at with Mitch Trubisky and then, you know, Justin Fields comes in there this year and then you have Nick Foles and Andy Dalton and it's just been a revolving door at the quarterback position. They won't be going... The, you know, the next two years or so with Justin Fields, who, you know, they traded up to take the last year in the draft. But I really like the fit of him going to Miami. You know, Tua can have that outlet on the outside who's consistent. Um, Mike Gusecki, who we'll get to later. Um, I imagine uh, he'll be on in this top 20. Um, you know, got the franchise tag today. But we'll talk about him more later, as I said. But I really like that fit. Great pass catcher, more underrated than I think a lot of people give him credit for. 
He fits Miami. I don't think he's going to be the Debo Samuel, say, of Miami, but he he can do a little bit of what, maybe not what Debo does because Debo's so special, but he can be that guy they move around the field and, and get him in matchups that they, they really like. So I like that fit for Allen Robinson. So number 11 here, Jesse Bates, safety of the Cincinnati Bengals. They did franchise tag him, I believe. Um, one of the premier safeties in the game. Played really well down the stretch uh, for that defense, or who really hit their stride come playoff time. You know, they were getting after the quarterback and playing really good coverage on the back end. Really like him staying in in Cincinnati, who, you know, coming off going to a Super Bowl, I think they're primed for the next four or five years to be to be really, really good. They got a, a lot of cap space up there. They're going to have to start extending some guys soon. You know, Burrow's going to get a big extension. Joe Mixon will probably get a big extension. Jamar Chase, I know they just drafted him, but he's going to be a guy who gets extended, obviously. You know, Tyler Boyd should, you know, I don't know what his contract status is, but they're coming up where they're going to have to start spending some money on some guys. But they do have a lot of cap space to go out and add some guys potentially this season to bolster some of their areas of need. But really like that fit of him staying exactly where he is because I really think Cincinnati's set up for the next four or five years. Moving right along here, center Ryan Jensen of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it is back-to-back predictions for the Cincinnati Bengals. They predict Jensen to end up in Cincy on a three-year, $39 million contract. I love this fit. Ryan Jensen is what I think all centers should be. He's one of the best centers in football. And he is mean and nasty, and he's going to protect his quarterback at all costs. Tom Brady obviously loved you know him snapping the football to him the last two years. I love this fit. Uh, Cincinnati's offensive line is obviously not very good. They made the Super Bowl, made it to the Super Bowl with a bottom tier offensive line. No disrespect to any of those guys. I, I, the offensive line will be better next year because I really think they're going to protect and you know protect Joe Burrow and put all their resources into that this season, this offseason, in free agency and in the draft. I think they're going to draft offensive linemen. That, that would be my first three picks, but I love this fit. Ryan Jensen, like I said, is one of the best centers in the game. He's mean. He's nasty. Really good run blocker. Really good pass blocker. This just makes all the sense in the world for me. Uh, a guy who can you know go up there, slide the protections, be on the same page with Joe Burrow. I love this fit. This is my favorite fit so far of any of the guys we've went through. I love this one. Moving on here to number 13, edge rusher Jadavian Clowney of the Cleveland Browns. They have him returning to the Cleveland Browns on a one-year $15 million contract extension. I don't know where Jadavian Clowney is going to end up. He's one of those guys who I just, he's good, but like, Coming out of college, I thought he was going to be, I don't even know, Lawrence Taylor. Like, I thought he was going to be a freak. You know, you looked at that college tape, and he just jumped off the screen. Um, But obviously, you know, returning to Cleveland makes sense. Uh, You have Miles Garrett on the other side. He's going to get the protection slid his way most of the time. So you're going to get a lot of one-on-ones. You're going to get your numbers probably just because of those one-on-ones. And he's a really good player. That's not a slide on him, what I just said. I just I thought he was going to be a little bit better than he really is. And he, he's really good. I just thought he was going to be the best pass rusher in the NFL come year two or year three of his career. But I really like this fit. It makes all the sense in the world to me. And 
yeah, I you know can't complain about that if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. You got you've had a lot to complain about the last twenty years, but you can't can't complain about that. Uh, moving right along here, uh, edge rusher Randy Gregory of the Dallas Cowboys. They have him going to the Indianapolis Colts on a two-year, twenty-five million dollar contract. Um, the biggest thing with Gregory for me is his ability to stay on the field and not injury related. It's more suspension related, violating the league's substance abuse policy, stuff like that. I just I'd be nervous about paying him that type of money. Obviously, he's been better recently. He was kind of inconsistent in uh, this past season, the 2021 season, with Demarcus Lawrence going down. That really kind of, he was kind of the premier pass rusher of the Cowboys this year. Demarcus Lawrence goes down. He doesn't get as many one-on-ones as he probably, he definitely would have had, you know, D-Law been, been healthy and able to play. But, you know, like the fit, uh, they want to get pressure with four and Indy play, you know, uh, you know they like playing that uh, that cover three behind it. So if they can add a, another good pass rusher, that'll do nothing but help their defensive velocity be more successful up there in Indy. Really like this fit scheme wise, but I would just if I'm a GM, I'd be nervous for to sign Ray, Randy Gregory. It's the same thing with like Josh Gordon, who uh, resigned today in Kansas City. He announced on his Twitter. I just I'm nervous to pay those guys because the best ability in the NFL is availability, and are they going to be available? You know, you just you don't know. But as we move along here, their number 15th ranked free agent of this offseason is cornerback Stephon Gilmore of the Carolina Panthers. Got traded uh, during the season to Carolina from the Patriots. They have him going to the Arizona Cardinals for two years, 28 million dollars. Uh, I like this fit. I do. Um, obviously, they need a good corner in that division. You know, the Rams have Cooper Cup. You gotta. You're not gonna stop Cooper Cup, but you can only hope to contain him. Um, but Stephon Gilmore still a, a really good player. Not maybe, definitely not what he was. You know, three or four years ago, but still a really good player. Uh, the the Cardinals have Marco Wilson on the other side, who played decently as a rookie. And you know that corner is one of those things where you know definitely having a veteran. In that room helps those young guys get better, and I just I really like Stephon Gilmore. He's been a heck of a player for the last better part of a decade now in the NFL. Started in Buffalo, moved to New England, played this year in Carolina. Still a really good player, but I, I do like to fit in Arizona, and uh, think that gives Arizona another one of veteran you know leadership. They're a pretty young team on the offensive side of the ball. So just having another veteran who's been there, who's been to Super Bowls, won Super Bowls, I really think that would help Arizona. So I like that fit as a scheme fit and as a culture fit. So that makes all the sense in the world to me. Um, As we move on to another corner, cornerback Carlton Davis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have him going to the New York Jets on a one-year, $17 million deal. Um, Got hurt this season in Tampa. He was obviously their best cover guy the past couple years. Um, I think he's going to get paid. I think New York, you know, the Jets have a lot of money to spend, and they're going to spend some money. They're, you know, they got a lot of first round picks. They're going to try to really build out this roster this year, and set them up for success in their own minds. Because I don't think the Jets are ever really going to be successful. I mean, they're kind of, you know, I don't even know what to compare them to. They're just, they've just been a train wreck the last, the better parts of the last twenty five years. But I do like the fit. He's a really good cover corner. Um, better in zone coverage, Robert Sala, head coach there, defensive-minded guy. 
likes playing that cover three. Carlton Davis fits that to a T. Like I said, a really good zone corner. Can play man. Uh, like more man in the red zone, obviously. But I think he's a good scheme fit for the Jets uh, with that cover three defense they like to run. And he's great in zone coverage. Uh, he's, he's really got his head on the swivel, knows where to be. That makes a lot of sense, in my opinion, and I can definitely see that happening. As we go to the last quarter of, or as we're in the last quarter of this, uh, these top 20, number 17, they have Tyron Matthew of the Kansas City Chiefs, safety, uh, really defensive playmaker is what I would really label that, more, more than a safety, but obviously that's yeah, the position he's, he's listed as. Uh, they have him going to the Baltimore Ravens on a three-year, $48 million contract. And uh, this guy does a lot, man. He's all over the field, always around the ball, always in the right spot for a tip pass to fall right in his lap, right in his hands, and, you know, return the ball the other way. Uh, great player in college. Been a really good player in the league for, you know, over a decade, probably a dec- right out of a decade now. I mean, shoot, I remember when he was like a sophomore at LSU. really makes makes you wonder where time goes. But really like Tyron Matthews' game. Like I said, really instinctive football player. One of the more instinctive defensive players in, in the league for my money. Always around around the ball, as I said. And him going to Baltimore, I, I like that fit. I really think he fits back there. You know, kind of be that, feel that Ed Reed void of just safety who's always there. Always where you want him to be. I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I do I do like the scheme fit as well. So, number 18, offensive guard, Brandon Scherf of the Washington, the newly named Washington Commanders. Uh, they have him going to the New York Jets on a three-year, $50 million deal. Uh, I think this makes a lot of sense. The Jets really need to up that offensive line for their investment in Zach Wilson that they made this past offseason. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, he's a really good guard, one of the better guards in the league. Um Really good run blocker, so if they can get that going, uh, that'll do nothing but help their young quarterback. The best friend of any quarterback is the run game, and Brandon Scherf is a really good run blocker, good pass blocker, so I really believe that that makes a lot of sense. And like I said, the Jets have a ton of cap space, and they're going to go out and sign a lot of free agents who they believe can help their team get better quickly. Number 19, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. of the Los Angeles Rams. You know, traded midseason. They have him returning to the Rams. I think this makes all the sense in the world. Obviously, he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. But to return to the Rams, he's going to be the number two guy there because Cooper Cup was the number one receiver in football this season. And I really think it's a valuable role for Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think, I don't think he's a one receiver anymore. I think he was at one point. I don't believe he is a one receiver anymore. But he's, if he's a two, and he's your two, he's one of the best twos in the game. And I really think he's carved out a nice spot for himself in Los Angeles. He's very, you know, celebrity-oriented. Really likes that aspect, and L.A. makes all the sense in the world with all the celebrities out there. But he really played well down the stretch for the Rams. You know, caught that touchdown Super Bowl before he got hurt. You know, so this just makes all the sense of the world right now, and that he'll def- that'll definitely be my prediction for him uh, next week uh, as a little uh, preview for next week's episode. But the last guy we have on here is oh yeah, see here we go, Mike Gusecki. Uh, I t- told you I thought he'd be in these top twenty. 
one of the more underrated tight ends of the game, uh, of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he was franchise tagged today, so he will be returning to the Miami Dolphins, regardless of if they work out a contract session or not. He will be playing in Miami next season. And I think that makes all the sense in the world. He's a big body guy, big target, jump ball guy, can go up there and win those 50-50 balls. Really like Mike Gusecki as a player. And uh, I like to obviously like the fit. And that's where he's at now. So, yeah. I mean, that's the top 20. Um, I like most of their predictions. Um, some of mine next week will probably be similar. Um, but there's a couple guys on here that I disagree with. Um, so, yeah. Can't wait for next week's episode. This is uh, part of the year. Obviously, there's no NFL games going on right now. But it is a fun time of the year. You're getting ready to see who your team's going after who they're going to sign in free agency. That'll lead you to, if you know you address a hole you thought you were going to address in the draft in free agency, now you can focus on filling that hole in the draft somewhere else on your roster. So an exciting time to be an NFL fan, an exciting time to see what your team's going to do and what your team's going to look like going into next year. So we will be here next week. I will give you my predictions on probably the top 25, 30 guys where I think they're going to land. I will not include any of the guys who've been franchise tagged or any of the guys who signed deals going in. Uh, before next week so i will give you my predictions next week and we will talk to you next week everybody so have a great week